Allie cut her hair. It looks so cute. I literally love it. Short hair girly. I'm actually a short hair girly too, sort of. Like uh, mine's a little bit longer, but it's shorter than it was. I feel like I've entered my short hair era. Yeah, it definitely fits like the place you are in life right now. I feel are you like that it makes me look old. No, I just feel like you're like in a boss era, like you're about to do a bunch of stuff, take care of a lot of business, and I think it suits you. It's funny. That's the first thing Libby said, too. She was like, you look like a boss. How does it feel to have short hair? It honestly feels so freeing. Like getting my extensions out was the best day of my life because I dropped like 20 pounds because there was so much hair on my head. And now just being able to like run my fingers through it and like brush it without it getting caught on something is so nice. Like it's the little yeah, thing. Taking your extensions out and then cutting your hair is like a power move because your hair is so thin when you get your extensions taken out. Like it feels so thin. So to cut it short and it automatically like feels a lot thicker. It's yeah. like a good way to cure the no extension feeling because it's like crazy it's literally like like a phantom feeling like you're used to having all this like artificial hair that like makes it so much more thick than like an average head of hair and you get it taken out and you feel like you're literally bald totally i know but i'm like new season new phase of life let's go starting fresh i got my tips taken off my nails like natural nails short hair low maintenance color ready to go wow you're like a natural woman ready to hit the world I got my hair done in Vegas, thank God. It was a suffering struggle, but we went out the night before I got my hair done, and then I woke up at 7. I went to bed at 5, and I woke up at 7 to tell Drew and Aaliyah bye, and then I went straight to my hair appointment, so I literally didn't sleep. And so my, like, short hair wasn't necessarily a choice. It was just, like, I couldn't sit through her putting another row of extensions in my hair. So I literally looked at Sarah Kate, who came all the way to Vegas to do my hair because she's literally – a legend. I looked at her and I was like, what could we do with the amount of hair that's in my head right now? And she was like, well, I could cut it. And I was like, perfect. I need to leave. Like I was so just antsy and like exhausted. So now I kind of have short hair. Mm, Yeah. I mean, you've had way shorter hair before. Um, Yeah. Like in December (laughs) when I literally decided to chop all of my hair off, like I, yeah, I had like these long, luscious extensions. And then for some reason, something in January like possessed me and I chopped it to like literally like. No, it was December because remember we were in Denver when you had the meltdown. Yeah, yeah. It was while I was home from Hawaii and I cut my hair like way above my shoulders and I just hated it so much. And I literally had like the biggest breakdown ever. So this is like the lo- the shortest I'll go, what I have right now. It looks really good. I guess we should, speaking of, I guess we should recap kind of the last week or so, like since I got back from Italy. And we will do an Italy recap that's coming. It just will take some time. So that that's coming soon. Yeah, we're going to record our Italy recap, but we have so many amazing episodes pre-recorded right now that we want to get out to you guys. And today's I'm literally especially excited about because if you're like me and you're a part of Bachelor Nation, this episode is for you. We have the amazing Sarah Trot with us today. She was on Matt James' season of The Bachelor, and I randomly met her in Hawaii on a boat, and she just became someone that I really look up to. I love following on social media, and she's just so great. So We wanted to get these episodes out to you guys before we do our little Italy recap, but it is coming very soon. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Okay, so let's go ahead and recap like the last week or so. So I was in Italy for 10 days, 
And then Bird and I both flew out of Rome together. So I guess we can start there. Like, what's been happening yeah. in the world? So we went to Rome, which was so great. And then, yeah, Allie and I both flew out early the next morning. I think it was last Wednesday. And it's so crazy. That was literally like about a week ago because it feels like 10 years ago. Right. But I flew from Rome to Paris, from Paris to Philadelphia, and from Philadelphia to Las Vegas because Kynan, who is now my official boyfriend, everybody. What? Like, this is yeah. the first I'm hearing of this. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I've been bl- I've been blasting this on social media, but I guess it's more on TikTok. But I've been like, my boyfriend, my boyfriend. Yeah. So me and Kynan obviously have known each other since like almost a year ago when I met him in Hawaii um, when I was working at the coffee shop and he was like on vacation. And if you guys have listened to this, you've heard me probably talk about him like from time to time, but we just have not really been to place that aligned for us to be like in a relationship for real um, until now. So yes, officially my boyfriend, I went to Las Vegas, but I made him ask me in person. So like we technically had been dating for like a while, but I hadn't seen him in a long time. And I told him like he couldn't ask me over the phone. He had to ask me in person. So flew to Las Vegas and I was there for his fight. He was fighting in a tournament called ADCC. Um, it's a huge deal. And he ended up winning. So that was really exciting. He won the whole thing and I was really proud of him. Pausing for a second. I made Herbie ask me. I think it's so important to define the relationship. Like you can't just go on thinking that your boyfriend yeah. Address it like it just doesn't definitely because, like, as adults, I feel like it isn't as prominent for people to be like, Allie, will you be my girlfriend? Like, it's not like we're in middle school, but also, like, if you don't ask, there's always that little thing in the back of your head being like, What are we? Like, you need to, like, at some point define it, you know? 100%. Like, are we just friends? Are we friends with benefits? Are we girlfriend and boyfriend? Like, what's going on? And I yeah, hate saying so. like girlfriend and boyfriend too because it does sound so immature. Like, but then it's like, do you say partner or like what are you supposed to say? Like, it's just weird when you get older. Yeah, it is weird. But I was, yeah. So we had been like just not in the place to like really officially like be together, but went to the tournament. He won, went to Vegas. It was so fun. I'd never been to Vegas before. What do you think? I didn't have like the traditional Vegas experience, you know, like I wasn't like clubbing and gambling yeah, every true, single true. night. Um, we were like there for more of – it was actually great because like the days leading up to the fight, he was literally just relaxing and I was so tired from like our trip and the travel that like the first two days I just slept like every day, all day, and then I'd eat and like kind of eat so well. So I just felt like I had like a full body refresh after eating like pizza and pasta every day. And – um and then obviously like the day the night after the fight we like went out and that was really fun. So I kind of got that little Vegas experience. And then the last night we were there, we ended up staying at the Virgin Hotel. So if you guys are familiar with the one in Nashville, um, we had to pick a hotel because they were like housing the fighters at this like big like casino resorty hotel and we wanted to go somewhere like more quiet. So we went to the Virgin in Las Vegas. And it still had the casino component, but it was just like so cute and well done and just really good vibes. So that's my biggest wreck for hotels, the Virgin, um, Las Vegas. Nice. But yeah, we went to Las Vegas and it was really great. And now Kynan is in, last night he was in Germany. We flew out on the same day. I had some flight issues getting home. My flight was canceled, but ended up like being okay. I just spent the night in Chicago and left the next day. But um, he's in Germany teaching a seminar yesterday and then today he's in Vienna, Austria, and then tomorrow he comes to Italy. So he's gonna be in Italy for like six days 
and I have a lot of things planned. Allie would be really proud of me. I booked us. Do you have a loose I-10? It's a very loose I-10. However, it is an I-10 because he's like, I don't want to do anything except for eat. And I'm like, okay, well, like we have to have activities. So you can totally just eat. Like in Italy. Yeah, no, you can totally just eat, but like I want him to like experience some things. So well, it'll be I good for just... him to see. It'll be good for him to see like where you've been, what you've been doing, like all the places you've been going. So we can yeah. share like what you've been doing there. Yeah, I booked us like the cooking class at the Market Central. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's like an industrial, like it's not like what me and Allie did. It's like a very professional cooking class in like a in like a cooking school so it's yeah, I don't like think gonna you're be, gonna be hanging out with the hungover instructor drinking yeah <laughs> yeah it's and it's at night so I think it'll be really fun and then um we're also gonna do the yoga on the rooftop of the place that we did our cooking oh, class cool. yeah it's like a yoga and but the craziest thing though is when I got home from like you came at the perfect time because when I got home yesterday and or like two days ago and I was walking around Italy has completely done a 180 and turned into winter. It is freezing cold. I'm wearing this sweatsuit and I was literally shivering. Me and Blaine just went to get gelato and I was like shivering. And it's like completely become winter. Like everyone's walking around in little skirts and like jackets and boots and tights. It's crazy. Wow. I really did hit it just at the right time. Yeah, literally. And so... Yeah. Anyways, Kyan's about to come here. Um, I'm on my last couple weeks of living in Italy. I talked about this in my Instagram story, but I'm getting ready to leave in the beginning of October and I'm going to travel with Kynan for a little bit. I got my flight today. We're going to Australia and we're going to the Maldives and we're going to have a lot of fun. He's just traveling to teach and I'm going with him. So yeah, a lot has happened in a week. I feel like it's been like the craziest whirlwind, but I'm happy to be back here for like a little bit. Like you're going to have whiplash. Like whenever you come back to Oxford this fall, you're just going to be like, what the hell has happened in the past couple months? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be so fun though. Like it's an incredible experience, you know? Yeah. So that is kind of what I've been up to. Um, what about you? Okay. So I have hit the ground running. I got back on a Wednesday and then went right back to work Thursday after being out for 10 days. So just catching up. And then last weekend, I um, honestly, like Herbie was going to come to town and I just told him, I was like, I need you to come next weekend because I just needed a weekend just to kind of rest and reset. And like my jet lag was horrendous coming back. There were nights where I slept like three hours. It was bad. That's crazy. Cause you had no trouble coming here. Yeah, totally. And like, I'm still having issues with it. Like this morning I was up at 3.30 and just like, I just want a full night's sleep, but hopefully it'll get better. Um. Anyway, so yeah, last weekend I just literally chilled. I just did nothing. And I've actually, um, since getting back from Italy, I'm doing keto, 30 days of keto, even though honestly, like we walked so much in Italy, like I didn't gain any weight and the food was so clean and fresh. But I just want to do a reset, like going into fall. That's kind of the the vibe that I'm in right now is just like reset um, with everything. So doing keto, started 30 days of Pilates, 30 days of no drinking, and it's really going great. I feel really good. I have a lot of energy and just feel good all around. Yeah, I love that. I think that a detox and a complete refresh can just totally change your perspective, especially going into fall just kind of a season of newness and transitioning into a new period of our year. So totally backing you on your 
reset and life changes. So that's amazing. I know we had a lot to go over of our week recap since getting back from Italy and just kind of running all over the place, but we're really excited for this interview. Sarah Trott has been someone that I've been looking forward to having on this podcast literally since we started it. I met her in Hawaii last August, and I thought she was just so genuine, so kind, and so as soon as we started this podcast, she was always on my list. Sarah Trott is a lifestyle and wellness influencer based in LA. You guys might recognize her from Matt James' season, season 25 of The Bachelor, Since coming off The Bachelor, she's used her platform to advocate for ALS awareness and just had a lot of really awesome things going on. She opened up a lot about the reality of being on reality TV and kind of what goes on behind the scenes and how that's impacted her life since coming off the show. So I'm really happy to welcome Sarah Trout to Go Call Your Sister. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. I'm so excited to have you on. Ever since we started our podcast in October, I always had you in my head like, oh, Sarah would be the best guest because we met so randomly on like a boat in Hawaii last summer, maybe. I remember we were on the boat and that was such a crazy day. So thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to have you on. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, that was a wild experience. (laughs) It doesn't sound real. We met on the most random day ever. We weren't even supposed to be there. And then we met all these people. And next thing you know, we're waiting in the water. Somebody had like a DJ on a table in the middle of this sandbar. I'm like, is this what everyone in Hawaii does? Like it was a local experience for sure. So I guess let's just jump right into it. Sarah, can you tell us a little bit about you and just your background? Yeah. So I feel like most people probably know me from The Bachelor uh, season 25, Matt James season, Mm -hmm. and probably know me for having a super dramatic exit and (laughs) nothing wrong with that. Really dramatic. (laughs) Go out with a bang, you know? Always. Make a statement. but I'm really not a super dramatic person. Uh, so that was a crazy life experience. That was back in 2020 and um, totally changed my life. And But before that, I uh, was working in TV news, broadcasting, TV reporting. Uh, I'm from San Diego, California. I went to school at the University of Missouri. Go Tigers. Mm-hmm. So being from San Diego, had always wanted to have that big – college experience, football, tailgating, sorority life. And um, also they have a great broadcast journalism school. So anybody that's interested in journalism can talk your ear off about that program and um, move back to California after I graduated, uh, worked at the ABC station as the weekend morning anchor and a TV reporter, brutal, grueling schedule, chaos being a TV reporter Anyone that's been in that industry knows exactly what I'm talking about. And then I moved uh, home about a year after that to uh, help my dad and my mom. Uh, My dad had a terminal illness at the time and uh, made a really difficult decision to pause my career, come home, help with caregiving. And that totally rerouted my life, started my own podcast, went on The Bachelor. Now I'm doing lots of social media, digital marketing, and yeah, not doing TV news or what I thought I was going to do my whole life um, initially. So so why did you decide to go on The Bachelor? Tell us a little bit about that decision-making process. Yeah. I mean, back in 2020, we all thought the world was ending. And so dating life was looking, you know, I don't know, not great. Yeah. So was just kind of 
living my life and this opportunity fell in my lap. I applied with one of my girlfriends. We were having a wine night. And so, you know, all good ideas come after a few glasses of wine, right? Yeah. And we applied and totally forgot about it. And then months later into 2020, I got a call from a casting director and I thought it was a prank call. I had totally (laughs) forgot that I even applied. And then he said, hey, we really want you to submit a video. And so I had nothing else going on. The world was basically in shutdown. And he said, just submit a video. And so the journalist in me, you know, I'm not just going to submit a selfie video. I spent a few hours finding old family footage and clips of my family and, you know, edited it, added music, all the things that I learned in school. And I got a call 20 minutes after I submitted that from the same casting director. I was like, there's no way he's going to watch this or he probably gets millions. Later figured out 70,000 women applied for Matt James season. Oh my And they chose gosh. 40. Wow. So he calls me back and he goes, this is the best submission video we've ever seen. And then literally fast forward a week later, a meeting in the parking lot with all of these executive producers in their like backlot Hollywood studio, mass social distancing. I'm like, there's no way they're going to pull off a TV show in the pandemic. Not getting my hopes up. And then all of a sudden, boom, I'm in Pennsylvania. And I'm on The Bachelor. Oh my gosh, so, that is wow. so crazy! I bet it was the best video they've ever gotten for sure. Um, I was like, you say that to everyone. You say that. To yeah, everyone. no, I I fully believe that it was. So I guess kind of just going off of that and your journey to being on that season of The Bachelor, what advice would you give for someone who is going to go into a reality TV show? Yeah, I feel like I don't know. Not many people probably are going into it. Maybe some people think it would be fun or, you know, it's it's really difficult. You have yeah. to be prepared, especially nowadays. You know, everything we do is so publicized on social media and, you know, just prepare to have all privacy pretty much stripped away. And I will say the Bachelor fan base is super loyal in some amazing ways, but also super you know, nosy and can even, you know, maybe not necessarily Bachelor Nation fans, but just social media in general can be pretty relentless. So to prepare for that, um, but just to have fun, you know, it is a crazy thing to say yes to. And if you do have the opportunity to go on reality TV, it could be a lot of fun depending on what place you are in your life. Uh, But there's a lot of things to consider because in most cases, it will totally change your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Would you do it again? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it was really rocky for me, but it was – I learned so much and I grew so much from it. I am a totally different person from two years ago when I went on the show. I Just the amount of growth and things I've learned about myself and others and being kind of thrust into a spotlight um, because they warn you. They say, you know, you're going to get exposure from this, but – as many people tell you, you can't really prepare what that's going to right. be like. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was definitely rocky, but learned a lot about myself and and others and friendships. Like I, I lost – I wasn't expecting to lose friends in the process of this. But it it's one of those things when you have such a crazy life experience like joining a reality TV show happen, mm-hmm. you really learn so much about 
others and, you know, the true colors of people who really will be there to support you through the good times and the hard times and then people who won't be. So it's a crazy, crazy experience. Have you kept any friendships from the show? Yeah. So I've, I've kept in touch with a few girls from night one that were total sweethearts and I can't believe that they went home. Uh, and then got really close with a lot of girls actually from other seasons. And I feel like it's less competitive when you're making friends with girls who've been through that shared experience and understand what it's like to be on reality TV, understand the bachelor show specifically, but you're not competing for the same guy. So a lot of my friends have been from other seasons Mm -hmm. and, um, but yeah, I also left relatively early and I think the girls that, you know, were like the final four had so much more time together and became a lot closer. Uh, but I'm on good terms with everyone from my season. Yeah. So. Kind of like trauma bonding in a way, like no one else shares that experience. So, you know, having that support of people that have been through it is probably a pretty great thing to have. Yeah. Yeah. Trauma bonding is a good yeah. way. It definitely, there was some <laughs> element of PTSD for sure after being on the show because you're totally quarantined. You are removed from, you know, phones, radios, clocks, TVs. You're oh in this alternate reality. Yeah. So you're just totally not in the world as we know it. And, wow. and so to, to bond with people who've been through that. So they don't tell you friends. even what time it is. That's kind of like dehumanizing in a way. It's like you never really know what's truly going on. Yeah. It's, it's very stressful. It really tests your, uh, mental strength. And at the time of my show, it was November, 2020. So there was a presidential election happening. And I remember asking, like, are we going to be able to know the election results? Like, are we going to be able to just watch maybe like an hour of, you know, the news? Because as a former journalist, that's really important to me. And that was like shut down hard. No. So I'm like, I can't even know who the president is. Like what? You're going to make me... Oh my God. Is there anything else that's like that most people wouldn't know? Like, you know, I had no idea that you couldn't know what time it is, but anything else like that, that people just wouldn't have any idea about? Yeah. I think it's just completely centered around the, the, the bachelor and the main contestant and, you know, any sort of on-camera conversation is constantly directed toward what's happening drama, you know, mm-hmm. any sort of conversations that deviate beyond what's currently happening in the house or or the bachelor, you know, isn't really any sort of conversation. So I think a lot of off-camera friendships develop uh, because you're able to kind of like talk about other things, like what do you do for work? Like where are you from? Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. And, and deeper conversations. There is a lot of downtime, but for the most part, 24-7, you're constantly thinking about the same things and, and overanalyzing the same things and very narrow-minded, like a horse yeah. with blinders. Like, this is yeah. what's happening. Oh, my and gosh. That's totally not normal yeah, or healthy, definitely. I feel like, in the real life. I just had so. a friend who just finished filming a new dating show that they're coming out with on Netflix, and they were telling me about how when they went, the conversations were just so controlled, like – every single thing that they wanted to talk about, they would say, oh, like, you know, talk about this instead. And just how like difficult it was to actually grow a relationship when the conversation was so scripted. So I thought that was interesting because I think when you watch it at home, you think, oh, they just like 
are dying to talk about this drama. And when you look at it on a deeper level, it probably is so, you know, pointed in that direction. Every time there's a scene being filmed, there's at least minimum two to three, sometimes as many as 15 producers, sound engineers, people holding boom mics. So I just remember having this moment, like making out with Matt James in the jacuzzi. And then I'm like, there are literally 15 people around me. There's like a sound engineer guy with a boom (laughs) mic who can probably hear every single thing. Like, (laughs) this is so crazy. How can I even like focus on this? So I think you have to like really get past that mental block. Yeah. Definitely. Oh my gosh. Well, would you say that you, you know, with the super exposure in social media and just with how grueling it is these days, would you say that it affected your mental health in a negative or positive way from going on the show? Yeah, I think it was actually really negative after the show uh, just because I felt, you know, personally attacked in certain ways just about sharing about my family and opening up about my dad's illness and a lot of people not understanding, you know, why I was so open to talk about that or or why I went on the show. And so um had the full support of my family and I'm so close with my family. And I just remember feeling like it was really hard to explain myself and then realizing like I don't need to explain myself to everyone. Some people are just going to be haters. Some people, nobody will ever know my life story more than me. And, you know, I don't need to explain myself to everyone. That's just impossible. And so I started doing therapy right after the show and did that for a year consistently every week for a year. And that changed my life. I was so glad Mm -hmm. I did that. And just adopted healthy habits and tried to just grow through all of that because it is like a searing hot spotlight on you for like a quick moment in time. And it feels like that's the longest moment in time. And then it can be positive. And it was positive too in so many ways as well with raising awareness about ALS Mm -hmm. and my dad's condition and so many people reaching out to me wanting me to be a spokeswoman for certain things or fashion brands reaching out to me. It was Mm -hmm. such an exciting time and really cool, but it was also really hard to navigate and feel good where I kind of ended up after all of it. Yeah. I feel like the bachelors should provide therapists on site. They do. Well, not on site. Maybe on site there's like one, but they do provide some after, but I – I chose a different one. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, that's good at yeah, least. Wow. Honestly, we're big therapy advocates over here. So in a way, really? I guess that leading you to that journey of healing is positive at the end of the day. But yeah, I definitely think that everyone on the show should go on th- go into therapy quickly after. So yeah, for any show for that matter, or I mean, yeah, anybody that goes through difficult life experiences. I think that's the best thing about our generation. We're normalizing so many things. We're normalizing. It's okay to say you're not okay to ask for help and just taking away those stigmas, which I think is so important and not something that existed even like 10 years ago. Absolutely. Totally. Speaking of your dad, um, tell us a little bit about the support group that you created and the retreat that you started. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so after The Bachelor, I I guess backing up, I, I talked about my dad having ALS, which is amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. It's a neurological disease that basically your mind cognitively, you're completely uh, 
fine, but your body just stops communicating with muscles. So over time, you uh, lose the ability to walk, to talk, to eat, to do any sort of movement. And most people know about it from the ice bucket challenge. So you guys remember that viral challenge. At that time when that took off, my dad wasn't diagnosed. And I remember thinking like, what a cool way to raise awareness, but still didn't know the specifics of what ALS was Mm -hmm. until my family was impacted by it. Mm -hmm. And then of course you get a crash course education on what it is. And it's a fatal terminal illness after diagnosis. You typically have two to five years and typically affects men over 50. And so just absorbed so much information and that totally changed my life being a young person, you know, 19 years old, my dad still being relatively young and just having this crazy you know, moment like, oh my goodness, my my dad most likely won't be here for maybe my graduation or walking me down the aisle or all these things that you visualize and just feeling so alone and having that just hardship affect our family mm-hmm. uh, so so significantly. And then using my my platform and and just briefly mentioning on The Bachelor, you know, what illness, this illness my dad had, so many people thousands of people literally reached out to me sending their, you know, heartfelt condol or, you know, sympathy or ALS has also impacted my family mm. or, you know, I had no idea other young people were going through this or other young people were caregivers because we have this stigma. A caregiver is somebody who shows up in blue scrubs and is there to help your grandparent and, you know, is trained and has all sorts of certifications. And that's not the case. Caregivers are, you know, daughters and sons and young people who step in to to help with bathing and food routines and all these crazy things that you're not expecting to do as a young person. Mm -hmm. And so I realized all these women, you know, were looking for support and I tried reaching out, responding, sending voice memos and just realized it's impossible for me to reach out to everyone. It would be stronger if we were all together. So I started a Facebook group and since then, uh, led virtual Zoom meetings uh, for a time there for about nine months every week as my own therapy in a way and therapy for others. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hosted these Zoom chats where girls could meet face-to-face. And then back in May, we had our first in-person retreat, which was awesome in Charleston, South Carolina. It looked incredible. It was so fun. Charleston was amazing. It was like caregivers gone wild, like all these (laughs) young girls. From all over the place, like just needing a weekend to just not think about all the hard stuff we've been through. So it was really fun yeah. and has been I so rewarding. That. Absolutely. Yeah, that's incredible. I've admired how much you've shared about ALS and just bringing, you know, light to a topic that I do think is really unknown for a lot of people, it's, you know, especially who haven't gone through it personally. And I'm so sorry about your dad's passing. I saw that on your social media a few months ago. And I'm just, I just know he's so proud of the effects that you've brought to light and, you know, caregiving is really tough and it's, it's mentally draining and it can feel really alone. So I just know that that is causing a huge ripple effect from your experience into those other people's lives. Thank you so much. That seriously means so much to me. Thank you. Yeah. And I do think it's so important because like a lot of people are, empaths or they just are constantly like doing and giving away. And it's like, no, you have to take time for yourself. You can't pour from an empty cup. Totally. 
Are you still running the support group and do you have plans to do another retreat in the future if anyone's listening to this and wants to find a way to get involved? Yeah, absolutely. I am currently going to be uh, at a retreat for an organization called Hope Loves Company. And that is an organization specifically for younger you know, kids whose parents have ALS, but there's an opportunity to attend even if you're, you know, older than 18 as a, a camp counselor. And that's a retreat with therapists and different activities centered around families and, and ALS. So mm-hmm. first and foremost, would recommend people to check out those retreats. They're all over the U.S. They have a couple every year. I'll be at the one in November in uh, Northern California. Mm-hmm. Uh and so that is most immediate, but again, would love to to have something geared toward the younger 20-somethings, 30s, grown children, adult caregivers, and not quite sure what that will look like yet, but maybe even a weekend conference yeah. retreat kind of thing, like at a hotel, bring in yoga instructors, therapists, you know, have massages, mm-hmm. like a, a spa weekend getaway, and then just that connection with other people who have just been there, been in your shoes, get it, don't need to explain what is ALS to anyone. I think that's just like the powerful magic of bringing together, you know, people who have been through so much in these Mm -hmm. caregiver positions. So big picture, that's on the horizon, but I'm not quite sure when. You could totally do it. I definitely see you executing it and doing it so well and just it causing this huge change. So Thank you for all that you're doing in that. I think too, like we talked about the community, like I think community is such an important part of life. You know, like we talked about with the community of friendships from The Bachelor and how you guys have supported each other. And then also with this and it's just, you know, the theme of community just flows really deep. And I think that it's really great what you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate that. And that's what social media too is about anyway, right? I mean, it was invented to be a, a social community. So I always love when I see girls, you know, starting a podcast and sharing conversation and sharing tips and just things to make life a little bit easier. And, you know, we all love the aesthetic fashion content and that's fun, but I think it's so much more valuable when people are bringing together, you know, other people in a positive way. So totally. And especially with therapy, I feel like it's talked about so much more now because people are posting about it and sharing and yeah, like social media can be hard and I think you really have to curate it and manage it, but, but yeah, it's bringing to light a lot of things that haven't been previously talked about. So I think that that's a benefit. I'm becoming a big fan of the like more casual Instagram that's popping these days. Like people are moving away from that kind of like curated feeds and edits and kind of posting just like yeah. like the photo dumps. I'm kind of a big fan of that these days. Kind of easier to to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys remember? I think it was back in like, I don't know, 2018, 2019, when those crazy like filter presets and preset packages, every influencer was selling them and it would totally transform your picture. Like looking back, I can't believe that was a phase. Oh, like, I know. And at, so every every photo looked exactly the same and it was like a, yeah. Oh, we all fell for it. I'm like, oh, I'll become an influencer now. Yeah, now that I have a preset. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so what are a few things that are making you really happy or just good things going on in your life right now? Oh my gosh. I I would have to say travel has been so much fun after two years of a pandemic. That's been oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
just, you know, after going through so much hardship, I feel like in the past two years, personally with family, the bumpiness of The Bachelor, I've just really leaned into like levity and laughter and just like having fun, prioritizing myself, my self-care, my friendships, and I'm in a new relationship and that's been so much fun. And my boyfriend, William, is just so goofy and reminding me like how fun life can be because I feel like I grew up really quick, like having this crazy hard family experience. Mm -hmm. I feel like I became an old, old (laughs) old soul, old person out of nowhere. And now I'm just like being young again and having fun. I've seen all of your posts and you're traveling and you were just in Italy recently, right? Were you in Italy? French Riviera. Okay. I wish I was in, um, I I had like a whole European tour this summer. I totally will be eating peanut butter and jellies for the next three months. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it looked incredible. So how has it been, you know, you said you have a new relationship now. What does he think about The Bachelor and that whole experience? He thinks it's it's kind of crazy and, you know, he thinks it's cool, but also not our favorite topic of conversation. Yeah. And he, you know, I've shared with him how, how difficult it was for me. And he, he cares so much about me that it makes him sad to think that I went through such a hard time. So yeah. I think it's hard for him to um, understand exactly you know, everything about it, but he is so supportive and he loves to be part of my social media now. Like oh. I love pranking him and like being goofy and just doing all these silly things together. And we're even thinking of starting a podcast together possibly. Oh, you so, should, yeah. you should definitely. Yeah. I love that. And I love that he brings out kind of that like goofy inner child side of you, especially, you know, with having to grow up so fast, it's like you deserve to have that, you know, light playfulness in your life. So I love hearing that. You guys definitely should start a podcast. Thank you. Yeah. It's podcasts are so fun. Yeah. They really are. And the thing about it is like there can never be too many because people that listen to one podcast are always looking for the next podcast. And you know, I listen to probably like 30 different podcasts. Um and it's just such a fun medium and laid back and it's really authentic and it's it's really fun. I love doing it. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations on starting here. So I know you guys have had it for a couple months, oh, but thank you. it's definitely not easy. And to be consistent is is hard and it's totally learning a new skill and putting yourself out there. So thank oh, you thank so you. much. What's on the horizon? What's next for you? Um, you know, what are you working on right now? Yeah. So I earlier this year uh, signed with an incredible influencer agency and they've really been pushing me to you know, be more consistent with social media and just find new ways to connect with my audience. So mm-hmm. I I think, you know, more content, more valuable content, fun content showing my personality. Uh, also, this uh, idea for a podcast with my boyfriend sounds like so much fun. And then also a lot of just ALS advocacy, uh, the retreat happening in November with Hope Loves Company starting to uh, plan my own retreat geared toward younger caregivers. And then also had the crazy idea of possibly starting a book and just, you know, writing down and journaling. Thank you. Okay. There you should. Universe said it. You said it. You're manifesting. (laughs) It's going to happen. It's one of those things that just seems like a mountain, but I feel like if I can just 
take like little bite-sized pieces out of it. Yeah. I I love writing. That's the, the journalist in me, but I just need to be more disciplined. I need to kick myself in the ass sometimes. So what would it be about? Just like your life experience or The Bachelor or all of the above? Yeah, I think all of the above. I think I like the idea of breaking chapters into specific like lessons or or phases of life and and things takeaways that I've learned. So not necessarily one cohesive storyline of, you know, my life beginning to end, but uh, I don't know if you guys have read uh, Girl Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis, mm-hmm. but I really like the way she structured her book and um, like a series of essays. I feel like that's way more doable. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like it would be so well executed with your journalist background and all that. I would definitely read it. I love when influencers that I follow and know or like have kept up with for a long time come out with books. I don't know if you know Molly May Haig, but she put out a book and I was like on the pre-order list and I never – never have been on any sort of book pre-order list and yeah so I would read it I think you should do it yeah if you need any more hype on any ideas that you're working through just let us know we're here to (laughs) gas you up yeah you guys are my hype women I'm just gonna call you guys every week every Monday like all right give me some give me some hype yeah we can be like and now (laughs) we're gonna transition to Sarah's little short snippet of each episode (laughs) and she's gonna (laughs) we're gonna hype her up we're gonna work through some ideas oh that's so funny um well where can people find you they can find me on Instagram. That's the platform I'm most active on. It's the Sarah Trot. I'm also on TikTok, same handle. Uh, I have my own podcast. Uh, it's called From Here to Where, and that has been on a very long hiatus. I need to dust that off and bring it back into existence, uh, but I have some great episodes from great guests there. And then also on my website, sarahtrotmedia.com. So. Amazing. Amazing. So what is a mantra or affirmation or just some words of wisdom that is really serving you right now? Yeah. So where I get all my my best quotes, Instagram, of course, um, I came across this kind of excerpt from The Good Quote, which is this amazing account with motivation. You guys should totally follow it. But it was about your 20s. So I just pulled it up. I'll read it. It says, Your 20s are the craziest years of your life. Some of your friends are still in school. Some of your friends are married. Some of your friends have a completely different life. Some of your friends are still the exact same person. Some of your friends are not your friends anymore. You have to live a certain way all your life, and suddenly your life could be whatever you want. Everything in your 20s will change. You'll meet people. You will lose people. You will try plenty of things you haven't done before, and you will fail at most of them. You will feel lost. Oh, yes, you will feel lost all the time but you will grow through them and you'll become a better person for it. Let your 20s be wild. Let your 20s be crazy. Let yourself be introduced to a life you don't know about yet. And most importantly, let yourself have fun in the process. I love that. And I feel like that goes so well with kind of the stage of life that you're in right now, of just you know, rediscovering that fun playfulness. So I, I really love that. Yeah, both of us. I was actually having this conversation at dinner last night with some friends because I'm 28 and, you know, my friends are, some of them have already turned 30 and it's like, I feel like the tw- your 20s are so hard and you're so unprepared for it. Like no one tells you that it's just crazy when everyone's doing different things and you're in all these different directions and you don't, you don't know like, oh, am I behind? Like what's happening? And there's just like comparison everywhere. Yeah. So I'm really, I really think that your 30s are the best years because you get past that and you get to know who you are and you're comfortable with where you are. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Every year, just you continue to level up. You are more sure of yourself. You're more solid in your, 
career or friendships or, you know, thing. And then when shit happens, it's like, you've had some more experience under your belt. It's not the end of the world. You know, you can figure it out and you have a support system of people around you and Absolutely. It's all going to work out in the end. I put a little question box on my Instagram the other day and it was just like random questions. And someone was like, how do you deal with, you know, the hard feelings of all of your friends getting married, but you're not married? And I was like, well, first (laughs) off, I don't really have any friends that are married. Second, if I got proposed to right now, I think I would have a panic attack and just drop dead. And I don't know, it is just so funny because in your, like, I have, you know, not really my close friends, but friends from school and everything who are like getting married. Then I'm like running around doing the complete opposite thing. And everyone's just in a different phase. I agree. I think your 30s are like prime time because 20s, I feel like we're all just struggling a little bit. Right? Chaos out here. (laughs) Straight up chaos. But there's no one right way to do things. Like some Mm -hmm. people the same boyfriend for seven years and they get married. Some people have had seven boyfriends in one year. And like, you know, there's just no right or wrong way to do anything. And I think there's – with social media, we're always comparing ourselves and sometimes judging other people about like how they're living their lives. And, you know, as long as that person's happy, you know, that's kind of what I learned in my 20s. Like we don't all have to be on the same page. We've lived so much of our lives, elementary, middle school, high school, kind of doing all the same things even in college, kind of conforming, being in a sorority. And then after that, it's like you really branch out yeah, and absolutely. just embrace embrace what people are doing. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's what the this quote that I love on Instagram is talking about, how you, know, you can celebrate everyone's different journeys without comparing them to your own just because we're all so – like we're, no one's path will be exactly the same. And I really love that. Yeah. So I think it goes hand in hand. But – Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today and just being willing to come on here and chat. And I'm so glad I got to talk to you. I know we like so briefly met and it's just been really fun getting to know you better and having you on here with us today. Yeah, that was so fun. I totally believe the universe has a funny way of connecting like-minded Absolutely. souls. Absolutely. I agree. And I'm just so excited for people to get to hear this conversation. So thank you so much. Yeah, this was a great conversation. Really appreciate you coming on and just being so honest and open with us. Um, so thank, thank you. you we'll be ready for, for the pre-ordering of the book. So <laughs> yeah, we'll be ready. I'll come back on here. We'll, we'll be waiting. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do another podcast, part of my, my press yeah. tour, you know. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, guys.